Well, the primary right around the corner. We're taking a few minutes to talk to some of the candidates who are on the ballot. Today, we're talking to Ashley Easton. Uh, Ashley is a candidate, uh, Democratic candidate for Senate District 46 as a new district uh, that encompasses Irvington, a good chunk of the east side of Indianapolis, and all of downtown. So, Ashley, thank you very much for being with us. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks so much, Abdul. I'm really happy to speak with you. So, a few days for the primary. How are you feeling about the election so far? You know, I feel great in that I have had the pleasure of spending the last several months getting to know more and more of my neighbors here on Indy's East Side, as well as throughout this new Senate District 46. So what are, the, what are some of the big issues? What are, they, what are their concerns? So a lot of the issues are ones we've all been talking about for a long time. It's crime. It's uh, underinvestment in education. It is uh, worries about the new gun legislation that passed in this past session. Um, and for us, one of the conversations I've had a lot is, you know, right now there's a supermajority of Republicans in the legislature. And so I would love to talk policy with all of my voters, and I, I love that I get the chance to do that. But until we win more seats as Democrats, it's going to be really hard to implement many of those policies at the state level. Um, we talk about the, the supermajority. Obviously, you're running as a Democrat. Uh, Democrats would be the minority. They may pick up maybe one, maybe a, a, a second seat. How would you, how, if you got elected, how would you function as a state senator being in the sort of the super minority, so to speak? Yeah, great question. Um, well, I'm really lucky that a lot of my professional background has been in bipartisan and nonpartisan work. And I've never had to see another party as an opponent or an enemy. Uh, they're colleagues. And so I would work with them as colleagues. And as with anyone or any profession I would be in, look for common ground and look for ways we could find a win-win solution. Um, and that's the kind of work that doesn't happen on a debate stage and it doesn't happen necessarily in the media. It happens quietly with respect and kindness behind the scenes and trying to figure out how we can both uh, find something that serves all of our neighbors and constituents. Uh, if you did get elected, what would be your prior, what would be your top three priorities in the legislature, knowing that against again, unless something drastically changes, you're in the minority? Yeah, absolutely. I think the most important thing right now is going to be defending Indianapolis from the many attacks that it regularly receives from some of our Republican senators. So that's defending things like public transportation, which was overwhelmingly supported by voters here in Indy, uh, and brings in federal dollars to improve infrastructure in our communities. Uh, it's going to be defending against attacks around social issues, which frankly don't just harm Indianapolis, but harm our whole state because of the investment challenges that we get when we're in the news for you know, what I would expect is in the upcoming session around more gun legislation, around um, access to women's reproductive health care. When those things are in the news about Indy and Indiana, it deters potential investors from choosing this place and it deters a lot of talent from choosing our state. So I'll be fighting against a lot of things if I have the chance to be elected. Um, and working also in the off season and during legislation during legislative session to ensure that we uh, put ourselves in a position to win more Democratic seats. Um, any particular policy issue that you'll be fighting for? Mm. Um, I think it's going to be around education. That's going to be the biggest thing right now. It's the thing that um, our voters talk about quite a bit. 
the chronic underinvestment in education and not just our city but our whole state. It's tied to so many of the other issues that we have. So fighting for robust funding, um, fighting to protect public schools, and fighting to pay teachers uh, a wage that keeps them here and keeps them engaged and attracts new talent from other parts of our country to come to Indiana and choose this place, uh, as I've done, as a Hoosier by choice. We're talking to Ashley Easton. Ashley is a candidate for the State Senate, Senate District 46, which is a new district drawn basically in downtown Annapolis and expressed over to the east side uh, in the Irvington, neighborhood, Irvington neighborhood where we're having this conversation for campaign headquarters. Uh, you decided to not go through the slating process. Why? So uh, I, did it, I did that choice for a second time. And part of the reason is the, the way that the party, the Democratic Party here, it's not only the Democrats that do it, but uh, the way it's set up really um, keeps focus on the existing structures and power. Um, it is incredibly hard to overcome any opponents who, through the slating process, have a decade or more of relationships in the party. And for me, I don't have that many years of relationships. And so I believe I'm a good candidate that is competitive. And instead of allowing a few hundred people to decide for the district who the best candidate is, I believe it's best, especially in this case, to allow voters to have that choice. It's pretty rare that voters get to pick someone in the primary. Uh, I. I am confirmed in that every day when I call voters and they say, don't worry, I vote straight Democrat. And I said, well, <laughs> you're, this time you actually have a choice of five Democrats. Um, they're not used to that. And I think that's a good thing for democracy. And I think it's a good thing because we're able to engage more voters and give them an opportunity to participate in a decision that impacts them. Um, we uh, ran a story in our uh, cheat sheet gossip column about some polling that was out. Uh, you were first. I want to say Kristen Jones was either second or third. But, uh, but a third of the voters were considered undecided. Now, granted, we always take polls with a grain of salt and they're a snapshot in time. Uh, when you heard about the results, A, how did it make you feel? What are you doing to reach those undecided voters? You know, uh, I, I don't know who did the poll, but I appreciate that they did it and that they published it, shared it with you. Uh, it does line up with what we have heard from voters, too. Uh, but that undecided block is incredibly important. So we're trying to reach voters in every possible way, both the traditional methods of knocking on doors and calling them. I, I've called so many voters now that I've switched to a headset for my iPhone. Um, but we're also engaging with them on social media. So we're on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter on purpose and putting content out there and trying to reach voters because not every voter is willing to open their door. Not every voter is going to answer their phone when a strange phone number reaches out to them. Um, and it's also seeing them in public. So having a public presence here in Irvington has been important for us. Uh, this headquarters has given us a chance to host so many voters in this space. Uh, we've done voter appreciation events. We Even just me sitting here at this couch in front of this front door means that when a voter comes by and starts to peer in, I can go to the door, let them in, and engage in a conversation. That happens almost every day that I'm sitting here. So having that direct engagement with voters really, I think, makes the difference. Um, and giving them whatever opportunity and way they prefer to engage is important, too. It can't just be uh, a piece of postal mail. Oh, we got a couple minutes left here. Bob, what do you, Bob, 
plan to do, like if you do win the general, do win the, the primary, obviously it's a, it's a Democrat-leaning district, but still that means you have to work. Uh, if you win the primary, what are your, what are your goals? Uh, my goals, if I win the primary, is during the general election, one is to spend a significant amount of time helping other Democrat candidates in our community, uh, but it's also to run up the totals in this district. I think one of the things that is unfortunate that happens in safe seats in either party is that our elected officials can very easily get complacent because they may not need to campaign very aggressively to win. Uh, but for us as a party to ever have a chance at another statewide election, we all have to run our campaigns as if if we didn't, we would lose. Uh, there are so many more Democrats that would be engaged if they felt like they had a reason to go out and vote. And I think it would be my responsibility as the nominee to demonstrate and show what it looks like to increase turnout in my own district, even if I don't have to, because it's not just about the 46th district. It's about all the races up and down the ballot that overlap with my district, and it's about our statewide candidates making sure they have support in a place they should. Like, they should have so much support here in Indy with Democrat uh, turnout, and unless I'm working, they might not get that support. All right. Well, our guest on the program today has been Ashley Eason. Ashley is a Democratic candidate uh, for Senate District 46. That's downtown and stretches east toward Irvington. It's a new district uh, based on uh, Republican uh, redrawing the maps. So, Ashley, thank you very much for being with us. Good luck on Tuesday. Thank you so much, Abdul. Everyone get out and vote on May 3rd. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.